Everything and anything, top to bottom. Thoughts and theories by yours truly, me, Drew. City life to country boy, a golden gal pal to sports enthusiast, spa nights to camping, wine to beer. Yes, it's all rolled up into one. Funny takes on the everyday life as observed and experienced by me. Take a listen. This is The Drew Han Show. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Drew Han Show. I am Drew Han, naturally the host of the Drew Han Show. How are we all doing out there? Hey, I'm doing just fine. This is an exciting podcast. This is one devoted, again, to what my podcast says in the introduction, in case you didn't hear. It says, everything and anything, top to bottom, thoughts and theories by yours truly. And I thought, I need to do this because I recently had a podcast that kind of focused on the everything and anything aspect of that intro. It was just my ramblings about eventful or uneventful stuff, if you will, in my life. Just random sites that I've seen, things that I've experienced. And so I recently, in this time in my life where I'm kind of confused, lost boyish kind of mentality, I have these thoughts and theories. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, it says right in my podcast, thoughts and theories. So I'm going to devote an entire episode to thoughts and theories. Okay, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Let me tell you, the main one I want to talk to you guys about is what if we are the robots? I know, doesn't that sound intriguing? My, that's a theory, and I want you to go on this roller coaster with me. But before I get there, I have a few others I want to talk about. And before that, I want to set the mood for you. So welcome to the Drew Hunt Show. Like I said, I'm your host. I always like to set the mood. So, you know, I have my wax burner. I love to burn the waxes. And I'm currently burning a fragrance called Clear Mountain Lake from the American Home Brands. I'm just going to take a whiff of it. I have the cubes right in front of me. Hang on here. Mmm, that Clear Mountain Lake. I just thought I'm going to go into a Thoughts and Theories podcast. I want to have clear minds. So clear Mountain Lake seemed appropriate, right? Hey, hey. And I wanted something that was kind of springy and fresh, because right now here in Wisconsin, it's we're on the, the cusps of springy. You know, we're hoofs on the hoofs of it. You know, we're galloping towards spring, but we're just not there yet. It's so hard. But with that said, I'm, I'm overpowered right now by a different smell. It's Santa Fe chili. I know you're thinking they make that in a wax, Santa Fe chili. No, it's a marinade. I'm cooking some chicken, and I marinated it in Lowry Santa Fe chili. Now, neither of these brands I've, I've recently mentioned are sponsors, but I just like to throw out there why, you know, setting the mood. What am I smelling as I'm about to go into thoughts and theories? With that said, you might hear a beep momentarily here because the chicken is cooking and I will have to pause this to take it out and I'll resume production right on schedule. So let's get kick, kick things off, shall we? Mood has been set. Okay, my first theory or thought for you is health and beauty go-rounds. And I, I'm talking go-rounds because for being in a funk that I'm in, I'm trying to be healthy. You know what I mean? So I'm trying to work out. I work out two days a week now. I know. I could do more, but I'm just baby steps, baby steps. And when I work out, baby steps. Just trying to get myself feeling energetic, and wanting to do it because I'm trying to work on my summer body, really. I want to look good for the summertime hotness, you know what I mean? Swimsuit season is fastly approaching. I realize as I'm getting older, I'm getting fatter, and I don't want that. But why don't I want that? I was thinking about this the other day. I'm like, it's literally just a battle in your head, for me anyway, to remember to, to remind myself to work out, and I can't even, like, stop. I have to go from work to working out, because if I paused for a moment, I just don't think I would work out. But I was sitting on the couch with my laptop, on my lap, as you do, having an unhealthy snack, probably, watching TV, you know, the unhealthiest form of exercise. <laughs> but mentally can be stimulating. Anywho, I'm like, 
this is what I want to be doing. This is what I like. But I need to work out. Why am I telling myself I need to work out? Well, I want to be healthy. That's good. And that's first and foremost. But then really, you think about it, you 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 do all this because I've cut out caffeine out of my life too because it's not good for the systems. You know what I mean? Like health-wise, I wasn't feeling good eternally either. And so I'm trying to figure out what makes me feel, ugh. You know, I think it's just a gluten allergy to be all honest. But caffeine, I also read, can cause the bags under your eyes and the blue circles. And I'm trying to get rid of that. I just hate that look. I really just need to give my, myself more sleep. But I heard caffeine, you know, that's a start, you know what I mean? So I cut caffeine out only to start using an eye cream that I, I yet to dedicate to using, but I need to, that has caffeine in it. So apparently whatever, you, you know, obviously you can't believe what you're reading on the internet. My point being about all this stuff that I'm doing is why and who are we doing this for? Ourselves, really, or for someone else? I'm thinking I'm still single, almost 30, so I have to keep presenting, you know, sexy because... Really, when now I, I preach you don't need a man. You don't need a partner in life. And I believe, I honestly believe that. You just need to keep going. Doesn't mean you wouldn't, you don't need it, but doesn't mean you don't want it, okay? And I would love that partner in crime. But for whatever reason, I haven't found that yet. And that's okay. I would like to hope that I find it someday. And we'll share our life experiences separate together and create new ones together. You know what I'm saying? But until then, if I meet that spectacular person that can keep up with all of this, I don't want to look 40 at the age of 30. And that's what I'm kind of approaching right now. And so, or 50 at the age of 40. And in the gay world, you age twice as fast. So I'm practically 50. <laughs> and so I need to present well for whenever I meet that partner. Because God, I don't want any reason for that person to slip away. And we, so it's like, I have to keep presenting well, even though I put forth a whole different persona of what it is to be in this world. I still can't forget what everyone else is putting out there. And I just, I want to feel good. I want to look good. And I guess... You know, you got to do what you got to do. But it's just a pain in the ass. It's these go-arounds for no particular reason. I, when all I really, 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 really want to do is just sit on the couch, watch TV with my laptop on my lap, eating melted chocolate chips with brown sugar mixed inside and, and a glass of wine on the side and a, and, a, and a Mountain Dew right next to that. Okay? But I don't do any of that because it's unhealthy. Right? But the people that are in relationships that are free for all because for some reason it's okay to just let loose once you're in a relationship. Now, I'm not saying that's every relationship. But I was just thinking about people and I've watched watch relationships grow and not not emotionally i'm talking with i mean you see people get together and you just one might be slightly overweight and that just gives it the go ahead for the other one to just lose it all and just be like i don't give a fuck either let the weight begin begin <laughs> oh i don't know i'm rambling right now but it's just a thought in my head something i've observed really um, of how it works, and I refuse, I don't want that to be the case either. When I meet someone, I want to present well to them. There will be more motivation to actually work out, I think, because I, I don't want to forget that I look sensational. You know, and he expects me to look, I expect a partner to look good. And I'm not saying drop-dead gorgeous supermodel of the world, you know, and I'm not uh, saying I, I'm going to date the most beautiful person in the world. That's by far the fact. Just being healthy is my point. You need to be healthy. I guess that's going beyond, I'm just going about the beauty aspect of it as far as the go-rounds and why we feel we need to be beautiful. It's such a harsh world we live in. Anyways, that's my first thought, but I'll be right back after these messages to explain more because speaking of partners, this next one's about soulmates. Let's, let's, I'll see you on the flip side. You're fucking delicious. <laughs> talk to me,
Okay, so we're back to the Johan Show, and we're continuing Thoughts and Theories by Yours Truly. And we just wrapped up not so long ago my thoughts on health and beauty and the go-rounds of that. You know, oh, the things we can do. We do it for a partner. Now let's talk about partners. I recently was watching a show, and I tried to figure out what show it was, and I cannot. And then they brought up the, it was a sick, I think it was a comedy, lighthearted kind of thing. I, I want to say Grey's, but I couldn't find the clip. And it's about the only thing I really remember watching significantly where a character has lost. <clears throat> Excuse me. Always burp in the podcast. It's for good luck. Anyway... But I was, that made me think, you know, because they were pointing out to these characters on the show, you know, like the one the person who loses the loved one to death, they feel like they're kind of cheating on that person when they start to date again, but really they're not because they're dead. But then again, it made you think about, well, what about the afterlife? And you get up there, and now you're remarried, and then you have two people potentially vying for your love in the afterworld. Like, I know marriage doesn't tell death to us part, but what about then after that? Is it a free-for-all? Like, how does that really work? Because I'm curious, and what if you die and your partner that you remarried remarries, so then you get up there and there's a big foursome going on? Like, do you all just, you know, switch it around? Like, who understands what situation? Is it, you know, like a, a step? What, 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 what are those people out in the, you know, the pilgrim, not pilgrims, the Mormons, you know, sister wives, you know, like sister husbands, like brother husbands? Would it be brother husbands? Is, is that a thing? I wonder if that's a thing. Brother husbands. Huh. I really... I've been watching RuPaul's Drag Race, though, and there is this drag queen on there who is in a, tr- in a truffle. They're not a couple. They're a truffle. And there's three of them, and they all love each other equally, and I don't really get that. And I have to... I'm just trying to be progressively forward-thinking. Not for me. I don't think. <laughs> or would it be? Really? I like my alone time, but I really would like someone else there, too. So maybe a truffle would be ideal, you know, and I'm like, okay, you two just do your thing, let me be. <laughs> and when I'm ready, I'm going to pull one of you aside. But they said in this relationship thing, this truffle, that they all share a bed, which I don't know. That's another podcast. <laughs> anyways, I'm going to have another sip of my water. Mm. So anyways, I'm, I'm way off subject, but I was trying to talk about the afterlife and, you know, do you date? How does it work? You know, like, yeah, if you remarry and now you have two people and if you're believing in that stuff, you know, that you're going to be up there with, you know, how are you going to split your time? You know, ooh, it's a a vicious kind of circle in your mind, you know? And here's what I've also been thinking, though. I have not met that significant other and I'm almost 30. And now I know, crock of shame in this world, you have to have been married with three kids by now. But I'm forward and progressive. (laughs) I'm a millennial. Is what I really am. I am the norm millennial. I think there's a lot of people my age who do the 1950s, you know, marriage and kids. Or I'm the traditional millennial, if you will. The rest of them are are just old-fashioned millennials. Anyways, I'm rambling again. My point being, I haven't met that person yet, and I think I look at it this way: if it's supposed to be for eternity, even though the marriage part is still death to his part, I would hope that I'd see this significant other in the afterlife. I mean, and then we go on whatever journey there is for that beyond there together. And so the later I meet that person, I'm going to call this the the opening act, if you will, of life. (laughs) And this is going to get into my major ramblings about what if we are the robots in a little bit here. But I don't meet that person until, let's say, I'm 40 here. That's fine, because now I have a good chunk of time to say I did stuff on my own. I experienced the world in this whole other fashion, and now I'll meet someone to carry forward more, more experience with. Um, and I just got to se- I got to sever a bigger chunk of time independently, knowing that we have for eternity with with each other, really. So I I will have a lot more to be talk back to and reflect on than those who got in relationships when they were in their early twenties. Just saying, I'm looking on the bright side <laughs> as to why I'm still single. Okay, not that you need a person. Remember, be happy with who you are. Okay, let's move on to the big one now. Okay, what if we are the robots? 
I'll see you right after these messages to discuss it. Okay, we're back. Thanks for listening to the Drew Hunt Show. I just pulled the chicken out of the oven, so don't worry about it. We're hearing the beep or anything. It's out. It's chilling. And speaking of product placement, I'm, again, not sponsored by this, but I recently bought the Voss water bottle. And I'm talking about those big glass bottles that have water in them that we pay an absorbent amount for. I just, I don't typically buy them, but I do like them. I think they're cute. I think they're sophisticated and they're fun. I wish they had a bigger hole, giggity, so that you could reuse them better because I, I, I buy gallon waters. And I just refill my my sippy cup, if you will. I mean, it's got a large opening. Uh-huh. And so I just refill it that way. But with these small little cap openings in the boss glass water bottles, it's hard to reuse, pour. You know what I mean? Like, you just want a, a very efficient, fast way to pour water into a bottle. And this Voss, Voss water bottle does not make it possible. Let me take a sip, though, because I'm slightly parched. Bear with me. Oh, that's delicious water. I really don't know why it's why it's so great, but it's artisan water from Norway. So I, I've just purchased water from Norway. Is that really the truth? Like, do they ship this glass water bottle, this glass bottle filled with water to Wisconsin, so I can have water from Norway? Oh my God! Let me have another sip. <laughs> I better save this. Savor this. I mean. Well, I'm going to try to reuse this bottle, though, because it's kind of neat. But they're kind of big. But, I, I mean, if you're going to buy a bottle of water from Norway, you might as well have a nice big glass bottle. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Mm. That is delicious. Well, anyways, thanks for listening to The Drew Han Show. Don't forget, you can like the page. The Facebook page, that is. <laughs> the page. All the pages, really. Just type in The Drew Han Show. I also want to remind you that I'm on Twitter, and I'm on Instagram, and I'm on Tumblr. I have an awesome Tumblr blog, blog devoted to all the furry furry friends in my life who just take over my life and really get in my space, so you can check that out. Just type in on any of them, Drew Han, Drew Han 86. I think those are my, my handles on all of the platforms. So uh, try it out. I'm going to have another sip of this water. God damn, it's good. Oh, I, excuse me. For, forgive me, Lord. It's all about the water. Mm. All right. Okay, so what if we are the robots? Okay, this has been, I had this epiphany and this is what really brought the thoughts and theories of my, this episode full front for me. I saw, I thought, I said, I have to. Put this down out there in the world. Now, this is a theory, and maybe I'm not the first person to think of this, but it is something on that drive home that just popped in my head, and now I cannot let it go out of my head. Now, I wouldn't say I'm a deeply religious person, but I am religious in some manner. I was raised Lutheran um, with a side of Catholic, and then just mostly independent, if you will. (laughs) I'm an independent. I believe in a higher power, and I believe there's got to be something more out there. With that said, though, 
Now, doesn't I have this theory? Don't mean don't take it as for me to believe this theory necessarily. It's just a theory at this point. I'm still wavering on how I feel about this because I'm not an atheist either. Okay, here's the deal. I was thinking about it. Let's. I'm gonna paint you a picture. Ride the ride this train with me. Are you ready? Here we go. Human beings procreate. Okay, we procreate. Two of us come together with our DNA makeup to create another smaller itty bitty version of us that grows into a, the normal version of us. You know what I mean? So we procreate in that manner. Now, I want you to take step back from humans for a moment. We have robots in the world. Okay. Now, not we have our Android phones. You know, and but we they've made movies. You know, with where robots look like us, and that's foreseeable the future way in the future that we will have robots that are our assistants who are our servants who are made to look and feel just like us except they're going to be built internally without what we call a lack of emotion soul heart and you know the actual juices that make us human if you will okay um the aliens movie have the the, the major androids in them that look like people and you don't know until they start bleeding or something that they're not real okay with that said if we can build robots that are going to look like that, that means we can teach the robots to build the robots. You know what I mean? So once we've initially set up the build of the robots, we can tell the robots, build more robots. So in a sense, like we procreate, we could tell robots to procreate, if you will. So they come together and they get all the parts that we have taught them, you know, that exist in the world. Now there's our mechanic where ours are tissue-based. And they can make other humans, offspring, if you, or I mean other robots, excuse me, offspring still the same. By them doing it themselves. Now, we believe, though, that humans have the soul. And this is the religious part, the afterlife, if you will, in me, saying this is what we believe. And we know there's got to be something more out there. I mean, we're, this is huge galaxy of there's got to be something more out there, right? Okay. So, but in the meantime, we're telling the robots just, you know, you guys don't have no souls. And when you die, you just rust and that's it. You know, end of the world. We reuse your parts for something else. Okay. But we also kind of do that in our human existence, too. When someone dies, now we take organs and reuse them in other people, don't we not? Um, but we believe we have a soul that carries on forward. The robots do not. Now, follow me on this theory. It's a big one. It's a doozy. Now, what if we got to the point in, the, in life, we have these advanced robots making these more advanced robots themselves. We wipe their memories, send them to Mars or whatever planet we've, we've discovered in the, in the distant future, and tell them to... And, Program them to procreate on this planet with no existence of how they got there, except knowing that there's a higher being telling them that, you know, you did exist. So you were created by man, if you will. Okay, that's their God. Man is their God. We don't know. They don't know. They've never seen, but they're here, and they're now going to procreate and develop this planet on their own, just as robots. It's a study to us to figure out how it would work in a world where we've created robots. Now, with that said, we sent them to this planet, wiped of all memory of how they may have gotten there, and they know that there's, they have a sense that there's a higher being, which would lead them to believe, as robots now, who they don't know anything else, that why are they not to believe that they have a soul, and that they have to know that they came from somewhere, so they're going to return to something, correct? So now these robots believe they're going to return to something, which makes me wonder this. What if we are the robots? Okay. What if there, I mean, there ha, there's got to be a, a more advanced species that could have turned around and did the same thing to us, a very, very much more advanced species who our organs and tissues and who we are are replications of what they created. And we can, 
re reuse and create and can internalize ourselves now without the help of that advanced species in our own form? What if we're the robots? What if all this is not a soul either? What if what we believe we were telling the robots to believe is true for ourselves with another advanced being? Way more advanced than us telling us, put us here. They created us and said, okay, now we're going to put you on earth and see how you survive. You are our robot. We are the robots, people. I mean, is this not a, an, a theory to be thought when we consider the fact that we don't believe robots to have souls, but we believe we have souls? But if there's an advanced being who calls us the robots, are we to have souls? You know what I mean? Like, it's just this weird theory that just rocks my mind, and I don't understand it. And I'm like, how true is it? I don't know. I'm not saying, like I said, I don't know if this is fact or fiction. I, it's just a theory in my head that really has me thinking, I want to hope there's something more out there. But it has something to be said to the fact that when we die, we die. And to those who think that, that's the end of it. It's hard to acknowledge that, considering it's all about what's the point. You know, and that circles back to health and beauty and the soulmates and everything. It's just, I'm in this point right now of asking myself, what's the point? Why do the things we do? Why stress for the things that we stress about? Why push, pressure ourselves to be this person? Why are we doing everything that we do? What's the point? You know what I mean? Why not do what we really want to do? So that means just have a bunch of fat, ugly people on the planet playing video games or doing stupid, ridiculous things. Who cares? You know, why do we have to have a level of um, sophistication and camaraderie, camaraderie, and and peacefulness on this planet that just why why what's the point? And so, if we are the robots, what's the point? We are robots. Is this a fact? Are we the ro is there I want to see this advanced species come to this planet. Tell us we have failed. Really? I mean, what more is out there? What if we are the robots? I'm sorry, I just I can't I'm I, that question is so profound to me and I think it's going to stick with me for a very long time. I don't I wish I hadn't come up with this theory, really. I will share it and pay it forward and pass it forward blah blah blah, but it does it's insightful, isn't it not? I don't know what it is. What are your thoughts? I would love to hear from you on this belief, this theory, this system, maybe what you believe in, how you interpretate my, interpret my theory through your thoughts. Because everybody interprets everything different. And this, like I said, this is just a theory. How would you process this in your mind? How are you processing this in your mind? You're listening to The Drew Han Show. Okay, now before we go, I want to leave you with this. 
It's another kind of thought about the world. Kind of going off the peacefulness that I left you with as far as if we are the robots theory. I was recently driving down my local highway on my way to work, and this truck pulls out in front of me. And I'm going at 65 miles an hour on this highway, and the truck decides it's worth pulling out in front of me and slowing my ass down because you need to pull out because it's not. it wasn't busy. The highway wasn't busy. There was no traffic behind me. So I hate when people pull out in front of me when there's no urgency to get on the highway. There's no more traffic. You can wait for me to pass you. You know what I mean? So I, I couldn't, and it was just he was making, I was heading one way, and he was making a right turn. So it wasn't a left turn where you got to cross traffic. He was going to cross into one lane. That's it. And so I thought, damn, I wish I could record this. You know what I'm saying? Like, what if I had a dash cam? And then I follow this person. I approach this person. Now, if you approach a person and you ask, if you just had landed at the same place, let's say, and you said to that, you went up to this person and said, why the fuck did you feel the need to cut out in front of me? That person isn't going to feel they cut out in front of you. That person's going to say, hey, I just needed to get on the road. I'm sorry, man. Or they won't. They, most people will defend their actions, not acknowledge that they've inconvenience someone else. It's more about their convenience to them. Hey, I just got on the road, man. I'm sorry you were on speeding. Because if I said I was going 65, it's my fault because I was speeding. Because the five mile an hour difference would have meant that him pulling out in front of me would not have caused me to need to slow down, which is false. I still would have had to slow down. But this is how people spin facts when they don't want to be in the wrong, of course. So pulling out in front of me isn't in the wrong. If I Now, if I had a dash cam and I showed him this and I said, sir... Look at you pulled out in front of me, made me slow down. Who cares how fast I was going? Look at the disturbance you caused when there was no traffic behind me that you could have pulled out. At what point could you make someone be like, I am sorry, I shouldn't have pulled out. That was my fault. I was distracted. How do you get people to accept fault like that or to not even do that kind of bogus bullshit? Which made me thought, going back to recording, if you could record a situation like this, and we could record everything in the world. So every time someone fucked up, and truly fucked up. You could replay it back and be like, hey, sir, you blew the red light. Hey, sir, you pulled out in front of me. Mostly it's traffic because that's the thing that I think pisses us off the most, where we have to interact with people in a manner that doesn't allow for us to have to really interact with them. It's just their gesture. In my opinion, driving gestures represent who you are, okay? I let people in and out. It's courtesy. I want to be courteous. You know what I mean? So courtesy to me is not pulling out in front of me. Does that? So I'm, I'm reading that the person who pulled out in front of me has no courtesy for for the highway, the road, the rules, and the law, right? Or people. I think it's just a reflection of who you are. So if we could prove to everyone that you are being discourteous and no one wants to see that and everyone acknowledges that we record it and you are instantly apologetic or quick to acknowledge that you are in the wrong or because everything is recorded and there's always going to be proof that you were in the wrong, we live in this very peaceful world. Peace. Would that exist and what would it be like? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, with all this, I'm ranting about a gentleman pulling out in front of me in his truck. But if everybody acknowledged that they were wrong and wouldn't even do if it was always peaceful, none of this ever happened, would the world be boring? Would we be going, what's the point? <laughs> Circles back to what's the point. No, but really, if we were a peaceful, peaceful world, we have nothing to argue about. I have no reason to be angry towards another driver on the road. I wouldn't have anything to relate to anybody about. Remember, I, when we get to that destination, oh, you don't believe the fucker who pulled out in front of me, and you tell a story, and someone else tells a story about this time, and then someone else tells a story about this time. Because we live in this peacefulness, if it existed, there would be no stories, right? Is that to believe the truth? Anyway, I want to thank you for listening to the Thoughts and Theories edition of the Drew Han Show. I hope I've given you a little something to think about. You know, again, these are just my thoughts and theories, not truth nor fact. It's just me and my head. 
Gosh, it's annoying. I wish I could just get out of my head sometimes. There's pills for that, really. I don't want to go on pills, but perhaps I will have to. Thank you again, and I look forward to more time with you guys. Stay tuned. Remember to like the Facebook page. Like the show on any platform that you can listen to it on for free. iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeartRadio. Subscribe on any of those ways. I, that's how I know you're listening repeatedly. You can rate the shows. It's great if you rate the shows. It's good for me. It helps with promotion and get more people involved in the show. So I really would appreciate a rate. And put some words in there as to why you like the show. Please, it'd be great. I beggeth of you. Anyways, I'm Drew Han saying smooches. Okay, so- <laughs>